0: Cleveland Schmooze is sponsored by the Cleveland Jewish News. Get the latest news and information from the Cleveland Jewish News delivered right to your inbox. Choose from breaking news, daily headlines, community life cycle notices, arts, events, highlights, and more with our free e-newsletters. Sign up now at cjn.org slash e-signup. Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland, we're your hosts, Rachel Rood and Robin Rood. This week we are talking to Sid Waxer
1: about his role with the Jewish War veterans Paul A. Rosenblum, Post 44. He tells us about his time in the military and how the group gives resources to veterans in the region and creates community.
0: We sat down with Sid Waxer at B'nai Asheran Congregation in Pepper Pike. Waxer, thank you so much for joining us today on Cleveland Schmooze. Okay. (laughs) So um, we're talking to you today because you were a past commander of the Jewish War veterans of the United States in post-44, and um, you were also a veteran of the Korean
1: War. I
2: was in a tank battalion in Germany.
1: During the Korean War.
2: Well... I went overseas in 55. Korea was still active officially until 56.
0: So we just Um, had troops deployed there after the war.
2: Yeah.
0: Basically, after World War
2: II. Way after.
0: And how long were you in Germany for?
2: I was in Germany uh, two years. Mm
0: -hmm. Where did you go after that?
2: I was in Munich. I was in a place called Worms, and I traveled Throughout Europe.
0: When was your military career? Um, I retired in
2: 1985 because when I came back off of active duty, I stayed in the reserve.
0: Okay. We wanted to know a little bit about your Jewish background and you know how you entered the military.
2: My Jewish background, I was brought up Orthodox. When I got married, I became conservative. <laughs> And just before my wife died I was reformed. <laughs> I used to belong here Yeah, and then I belonged to community temple for 40 years.
0: Why did you keep becoming uh further and further down from the orthodox
2: well, sect? My, my wife was conservative mm-hmm. and uh, so we compromised on where we were going to belong and mm-hmm. I had family at community temple so that's why I joined there.
0: Did you live in Cleveland your whole life? Yes. What was going on in the world when you decided to enter the military?
2: Uh, Well, Korea was going on, and uh, when I was 18 years old, I joined the National Guard, Mm -hmm. and then I went on active duty 14 months later.
0: Was it an interesting time to be a Jew in the military? Was there any accommodations for you when holidays rolled around? Uh,
2: Yeah. There was. I spent uh, one Passover in Heidelberg. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: There was a funny incident about that, (laughs) in that they were supposed to have quarters for us because we were coming from other parts of Germany. And when we got to Heidelberg, they said there was no room, and it was towards the end of the month. We didn't have any money, so we had to borrow $20 from the rabbi Mm. to get a hotel room. Mm. And the guy that was with me... uh, His mother freaked out when she heard we had to borrow money from the rabbi, so she sent him a check right away. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, when I was at Passover again in Heidelberg, uh, I met a woman who was married to lieutenant colonel that was a babysitter for me when I was an infant. Oh, wow. And her family and my family were very close friends.
0: Did you ever experience any, you know, any looks or any discrimination at that time?
2: Not on my level. Uh, There was one time where I was held back for promotion and someone told me it was because I was Jewish. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. In your post-military career, how did you get connected with the Jewish war veterans?
2: I had two close friends who were members. One was deceased now and one still around, uh, who kept bugging me to join, bugging me to join. And I went to a meeting, and I said, okay, I'll join. And I joined uh, in 2001.
0: And was it something where you were happy to have people who... Had like experiences. Yeah, I to you. knew some
2: of the people, and uh, transition was easy at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's gotten more intricate now. You do not have to be a veteran to be a member of the Jewish War Veterans. You're what they call a patron if you're not a veteran. And if anybody's interested in joining either as a patron or as a veteran, they can call me at 216. 216- 382-9999, and I'll get them the application and give them more information.
1: What do they do?
2: I could only speak for a local post, but nationally, the Jewish war veterans tried to tell the story that there were Jews in the military.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There was approximately, I think, 13 or 14 Jews that won the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor going back to from the civil war on the latest one was a guy who got it for uh world war 2 and korea together he was a, a uh, holocaust survivor in a camp during world war 2 and he escaped came to the united states and at that time if you joined the military it hastened your uh becoming a uh american citizen right and uh he went to Korea, got captured again, and escaped again from the, uh, from the <clears> camp. <throat> and he also was able to uh, save some of his buddies.
1: Well, do you recall the state?
2: I think it was Ted Rubin, but I'm not 100% sure. The Jewish War Veterans in Washington also runs a mm-hmm. museum of military history.
1: Oh, that's the museum, and
2: it's in the same building as their national headquarters. Oh,
1: sure. I've always wanted to see R that street
2: museum. in in Washington. Yeah. And uh, we visited there about what ten years ago. We ran a bus trip uh, to Washington for a couple days and went there, and uh, it's very interesting. Uh, there's tributes to the nurses, tributes to the military, quotes all over the place. nationally, that's our biggest fundraiser for. Locally, uh, I personally get involved uh, taking patients from the VA, and very rarely do we have any Jewish patients, uh, to the ball game, to a couple ball games a year, and Mm -hmm. a cruise on the Nautica for lunch.
1: And this year, we're gonna uh,
2: increase it to take Amount out to dinner one night. We were having a few problems a couple of years ago where the new administrative head of the VA didn't want us to go out at night because she felt that they, the patients, uh, now that they merged the patients, are all in one area down on the University Circle. Before, they were mixed from Brexville, had the Alzheimer's and alcohol, mm-hmm. and University Circle had the medical problems, but now they're all together, and she was afraid that the alcohol people would go out and get drunk. But after discussing with her and convincing her that there's a half a dozen places in University Circle you can get drunk without going anywhere. So uh, they let us go, And uh, but we compromise; We only take them to afternoon games, but I think this coming year it's going to go back to some evening games. When we first started, we only took the uh, paralyzed veterans, and then little by little we with the influx of the patients from Brexville, we most of the ones we take we only take about maybe four or five wheelchair patients and the rest can walk. We feed them the VA provides the transportation, and all we do is pick up the tab well, and then cool. also uh, the post the third Wednesday of every month, does a musical presentation. We used to do bingo, but we lost the building or the room where we did the bingo because they're continuously remodeling and enlarging the uh, facility. So uh, we now do it on the fifth floor where the more critical patients are. And this way they can wheel the bed right to the area so we don't do bingo anymore, but we do a musical presentation or a comedian, whatever we can get. And that happens every month. So I would say between the two of them, we probably spend six, $7,000 a year. Well, wow. And like I said, there's very few Jewish patients.
1: When you subscribe to the Cleveland Jewish News, you receive 52 issues of the award-winning CJN and 15 total magazines, including J-Style, Canvas, and Balanced Family. Try the Cleveland Jewish News for free. Start your six week free trial at cjn.org slash six free. I also remember at Mount Olive, there's a veterans section. Are you guys involved in that too?
2: Yes, we provided uh, the markers for the section, there's three of them, I believe now, and we provided the flag that's with the marker. We go out, and again, because a lot of the members are getting older, we get the uh, school kids involved, the Boy Scouts, whatever, and they help us put out the flags on all the graves.
0: What kinds of stories have you heard from other like Jewish veterans um, in, Cleveland, you know, are there opportunities to learn more about each other's experiences?
2: Well, you meet a lot of people when you join. And uh, as of last week, we found out we have 123 members of the post. We were the largest post in, in the United States up until maybe three years ago.
0: Hmm. Who's the largest now? New York now? has
2: more posts, but they're all fragmented. In other words, you might have 30, 40 posts in the New York area, but they only have like 15 members, oh, 20 members, you know, <laughs> so forth. But we were the largest. Uh, we were just under 200.
0: And so the post here, post 44, that's just Ohio, or is it just Northeast Ohio? That's just,
2: we meet in Mayfield Heights mm-hmm. at the Ross John Community Center. The other post is in Euclid. They meet at a Perkins pancake every three months.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the Jewish post also.
2: Yeah, and we meet, uh, and then there's uh, <laughs> the one that meets here was post 14, one of the, one of really the oldest posts around. But they just lost their commander, and it seems that no one wants to take over, no one wants to take it over, so they're, they're talking now either merging with us or just closing up.
1: So you don't, uh, I mean I am assume there are Jewish uh, young men and women who have gone to the more recent wars, either by Vietnam or Afghanistan or Iraq. They don't reach out to you, you don't reach out to them, or is it ends at Korea? We reach and then out does? to the
2: troops. Uh, for years we've been sending, I collect stuff from hotels oh. <laughs> and through Bernice, we've been sending toiletries to the troops. (laughs) Evidently, the Army doesn't supply toiletries to the troops. Mm Really? But anyways, we do that. And then uh, the other posts, I can't tell you what they do, if they do anything. There are seven posts in the state. Mm -hmm. Dayton, Columbus, Canton, Akron, and the three here.
1: Sure. in Cleveland. Is there ever a state meeting? Do you all ever?
2: Yes. When I was the department commander, uh, we would get representation from probably half of them. There's also, there's eight posts. I just forgot one. There was one that closed, and then I re- resurrected it when I was the department commander in the lorraine area. Hmm. Okay. So there's eight of them.
0: I just want to hear your perspective on... Your time in the service
2: it motivated me self motivated me for my future endeavors
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know I didn't need anybody to watch over my shoulder when I was working because I learned how to do things by myself
0: and your exact job when you first started was doing what
2: Well, I started working <clears throat> when I was twelve at the ballpark and then uh When I was in high school, I worked at the gun and tackle shop on Shaker Square. And then uh, after the service, I went to college for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then I went to work for May Company department store Mm. in the floor covering department. And I've been in floor covering since uh, 1960.
0: Would you recommend someone have a career in the military, you know, today?
2: Yes, it's it, it could be a good career. I mean, years ago, but now they're relying, I feel that they're, they're relying more on the reserves than they are on the active army. Hmm. Uh, you're getting to the point, it's an all volunteer army, so you're not getting the masses. You get a spurt, like after 9-11, you had a spurt and it was tough to get into the reserve or the active army at that time. But now you're getting a situation where Mrs. Housewife doesn't want her husband to leave every couple of years for a year away. Uh, there's an incident right now going on and I'm reaching out to the kid. He came off of active duty. He joined a reserve unit and within six months he's he's leaving for uh Afghanistan. So he's going back on active duty. Mm-hmm. But if he was married, I don't think his wife would appreciate it. And I think I personally believe there should be a draft. You do? Yes, with no deferments. <clears throat> I mean, it wouldn't hurt anybody to go from the from high school to the military for two years and then go on to college and get the college paid for.
0: So kind of like the way that Israel does it.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Do you believe it should be for both men and women? Yes. Interesting. I wonder if you feel like the nation supports veterans today.
2: It's more so now than it was 15 years ago. I'm sure you remember the stories during Vietnam where the military was shunned and and called everything under the sun is for baby killers and so forth. Uh, now, I had the privilege three years ago of going on the honor flight.
1: Oh, I was going to ask you about that.
2: And uh, it happened to be the anniversary of the Japanese surrender that day, September 2nd. Oh. And uh, as you go through the airport, we're all in wheelchairs. We have to be in wheelchairs to get on and off the plane. Oh, you do? But when you get to the Washington and the monuments, you have the prerogative to ride in the wheelchair or walk. And each person has a pusher. The pushers have to pay their own way. The military veterans, it's free. You get breakfast at the airport. You get a buffet lunch, and you get a box supper coming home. It's a long day from Cleveland. Six in the morning, you oh, have to at the airport. And we got back about 1230 in the morning. So
1: it's just 24 hours.
2: Here in Phoenix, where I'm familiar with, it's a four day trip mm-hmm. because the flight's a lot longer. But I, I really, uh, it's amazing as you're going through the airport, you have one guy in the front saying, make way for the veterans mm-hmm. and everybody, stands up and claps, claps. you know, and I must get 10 people a week, at least that'll thank me for my service.
1: My other daughter um, played in the band. So when you got in DC, so when you get off the plane, there was a band. And they played military right. music, so one time I was visiting my kids in D.C., and my daughter who plays in that band, my husband and I got to be part of that band group. So we got to clap for all the yeah. guys coming off the plane. It
2: was interesting when we went when we went on the honor flight. We were met by a two-star Navy admiral, female, oh. from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. And uh, she was, at that time, she was the uh, senior JAG officer for the Navy. Right. And she was retiring a month later. When we came back to Cleveland at midnight, her mother and father greeted us at the airport. Oh,
1: that's nice. Can I ask you a question? My, so my father was in World War II, and he uh, signed up right after high school, and he drove a tank. And he was in the battle for the Remagen Bridge, whatever.
2: That was my old unit.
1: That was your, were you in the same unit I was as him? in Germany. It? And, oh, I see, because you were there later.
2: 759 Tank Battalion. Right.
0: And you were in Germany starting in 1950-something.
2: Uh, 55.
1: Okay. Right, and he was there in 40, 44, 42. Yeah, 10
2: years older. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I always, and there's a great book called G.I. Jews, Yes, uh, Deborah I have Dashmore book. wrote about her father's experience uh, living in uh, the Bronx or Brooklyn, wherever they were from. And the idea was is that the Jews were never given the they were given the more dangerous assignments. Is that your was that your feeling?
2: I, I don't know about that, uh, but there was a story that proved to be true. Patton's son was, was a prisoner of war, was captured by the Germans, and he sent a brigade to try and rescue him, and he put a Jewish officer in charge of the brigade, uh-huh. who was a colonel. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, by the time they got to the camp and everything, uh, Patton's son had already escaped, yeah. but it was, it was interesting, and supposedly Patton was anti-Semitic. Really? But I don't, I say, I don't know right. anything. That's the know. word that w- went around. Right. You have so many rumors in the military. Right. right.
0: <laughs> well, going back to um, my grandpa, my mom's dad, you guys knew each other for a time. Can you talk about how you met Seymour Stromberg?
2: I met him when I joined the Knights of Pythias Lodge in 1964. Mm-hmm. That's when I met your father. And
1: that was a very popular lodge. A lot of guys. At
2: one time, it never broke a thousand. It had 999 members. Wow. (laughs) Never broke the thousand mark. My brother, who's gone now, uh, he was nine years older than me. uh, He was in the lodge in 1947, right after World War II.
1: What did the lodge do?
2: The lodge is a fraternal lodge, not a religious lodge.
1: Mm. Oh, okay.
2: It's a fraternal lodge. It's about 98% Jewish, but we do have non-Jewish members.
1: Because it's still active. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: we meet on uh, Monday nights, uh, 11 months of the year. We nice. take off the month of August.
0: And finally, because I'm just curious, what was your impression of Seymour? Uh, I actually never got to meet him.
2: Seymour? He was a nice guy. We played Gin Remy on Friday nights mm-hmm. together.
0: Was my Grandma, there, Tilly.
2: Uh, when it was at their house, yes. Mm-hmm. Your grandma was a doll.
0: <laughs> yeah, we miss her. Well, thank you so much, Sid, for talking with us about everything from Jewish veterans to you know, your time after the war, and we really appreciate your service and um, and for talking with us today.
2: Okay, thank you for <laughs> thank having you. me. <laughs>
1: this is fun.
0: Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com. And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That's schmooze spelled
1: C-H S <laughs> C H That schmooze spelled Schmooze. <laughs> Perfect. (sighs) Goodbye.